0: is the miracle of christmas the real miracle is that christ came to this earth to save us while our traditions transform the ordinary into the extraordinary the miracle of christmas is found in jesus transforming lives so enjoy the trees the lights the gifts the food and family and friends. But when you want to see the miracle of Christmas, look to the manger and the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas,
1: Coastal Community Church! It is great to see you. What a great afternoon of worship! I won't be long, I promise. Uh, But I am going to finish a teaching we've been doing this month called "The Miracle of Christmas." And today we're going to talk about the miracle of the method or the message that Christ brought to us. And uh, but I want to do a little bit of housekeeping. All right, everybody should have a bulletin. At the bottom of the bulletin is a tear off. I'd love for everybody to fill that out before we leave. There's going to be some ushers on the door on the way out. If you're a guest. Man, I'd love to have a little mailing information. All we want to do is send you a thank you card for coming. But this is also a communications tool, man. If you need prayer, there's something going on in your life, there's a way Coastal can help minister to you, let us know that. Uh, and then on your way out, drop that in the, in the baskets with the ushers. If you brought an offering, we're not going to take up an offering today, but I know sometimes people do that and they want to give back, and so the, the ushers will be there on the way out today. But use this as a communications tool on your way out. And as a guest, if you get us a little information, we're going to send you a thank you card for coming, a little more information about Coastal Community Church. That's all we're going to do with that. And uh, and so just get ready with that. If you have your Bible, look with me to John chapter 1, verse 9. And uh, if you don't have a Bible, there's probably one in a chair in front of you. And if you don't own a Bible, take that one with you, okay? We'd love for you to have a copy of the Word of God. And uh, in just a minute, when I'm done talking, we are going to do our candlelighting portion of the service. We're going to sing a couple songs, okay? Uh, so let me just address that, okay? Because there's, there's all kinds of different backgrounds in this room, right? Um, there's those of you who are Baptist, okay? And those of you who grew up Baptist you don't really move or sway much anyway during the music, so you're fine. Just hold your candle still. Don't move, you know, that kind of thing. Some of you come from more enthusiastic worshiping backgrounds, you know, like, man, you're a swayer, a dancer, a jumper clapper. None of that in the Christmas Easter. is I don't need flames and wax everywhere, okay? So for this one, stand still, hold it, but do keep an eye on it. Keep it from dripping uh, and because it makes a big mess, and I get in trouble with our building guy, okay? So, um, and so just be aware of that, and, and we're gonna sing a couple songs. If the wax starts to drip down, okay. There's no law that says you can't blow it out. All right, that's on you. So blow it out if the wax is dripping down. But uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. And I don't know what your family traditions are. We used to have one uh, that I nixed, and I'll tell you why in just a minute. But one of the family traditions that we used to have is we used to uh, drive around some of the neighborhoods and look at some of the houses that were really decorated. Do y'all ever did any do that? You know, you go to these houses, you're like, holy cow, you know, and. In fact, last night we got invited to a friend's house here at our church, and and their house was kind of like that, man. This house was gorgeous. I mean, it just decorated so well. It looked like a Christmas card. And and so I asked the question, I was like, when did you start decorating? And they were like, shortly after the 4th of July. And uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. So, the last time we did this as a family, we went out, we're driving, we're seeing these beautiful houses and lights, and so we pull into my house, and our driveway, and we're done, and and my son, uh, my family, who really, uh, they take after their father, they really don't have the gift of encouragement, Uh, we pull into our driveway, and they start laughing, and they're like, hey, Dad, like, how sad, like, all we have is two strings of lights up, you know, and so I, you know, responded in Christmas cheer, and I said, shut up, son, and so, um, So we don't do that tradition anymore. So. Um... But it really is amazing how, you know, uh, just a few lights makes a big difference, right? I mean, it can light something that makes be- it's beautiful. Uh, in fact, if I, could, if I were to darken this entire room so that it was pitch black, and then we put one candlelight up here, what a tremendous difference that would make in the room and our ability to see. And so this morning, or this afternoon, we're going to finish up our series called The Miracle of Christmas. We want to talk about the miracle of the message. What is the message that Jesus, that God sent us in Jesus at Christmas time. And so John chapter one verse nine tells us that Jesus is the true light. John chapter one verse nine says, "The true light, which is Christ, which gives life to e- light to everyone was coming into the world. Now, uh, it's very interesting because the, of the four Gospels, Matthew and Luke kind of approach Christmas to what with what we just heard, the manger, the angels, the stars, the sheep, the shepherds, all that. But John kind of approaches Christmas with a theological point of view, like, man, what is God doing, okay? What is Christmas from kind of a God's eye view? And so the first thing we see is that Jesus is the light. He's the light of the world. In fact, if you're here this afternoon, you've ever wondered, man, like, what, what is God like? Like, what's He look? like? like? What What would He look like? What would He do if He was here on earth? If you ever wondered, like, man, does God seem distant? Well, well Christmas is that reminder that God isn't distant. If, if, if you've ever wondered, man, what does God say in a particular situation? That's Christmas. God sent His Son, Jesus. He's the light of the world. He's the true light. And light, I mean, if you think about it, what does light do? Light gives us direction, and light gives us hope, and light gives us Joy and purpose and, and life. And so John tells us, John 1, 9, Jesus is the true light. The second thing John tells us in John chapter 1 is that Jesus is the creator. John 1, verse 10. God sent his son Jesus, the true light, and he was in the world. And the world, I want you to hear this. And the world was made through him, yet the world didn't know him. I want you to think about that for a minute. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be a prophet. I'm going to prophesy over you. Ready? Here it is tomorrow at some point some of you parents are going to be putting together a gift for a six-year-old that's going to frustrate you to no end and after an hour of trying to assemble this toy you're going to begin to say things under your breath that you shouldn't say on Christmas morning, okay? And it's not, it's not being recorded. And so after an hour of fussing with this toy that you're trying to assemble, you're going to go out on a limb and you are going to consult with the owner's manual, right? You're finally going to get that thing. And you're going to get this owner's manual out And for some toy made for a kid six and under. This manual was written by a 25-year-old with no kids with an engineering degree from Virginia Tech, right, and he's put this thing together for you, and you're going to begrudgingly consult the manual. What's that got to do with Jesus? Now, listen, I don't know why you're here today. I'm glad you are. You know, maybe, maybe you haven't been in church in a while. Maybe you got drug here. You know, some parent or spouse or relative, neighbor kept asking and asking and asking, and you finally showed up. But, but here's the truth. Maybe for you, life hasn't been working quite the way it should, and And maybe your reality of life hasn't quite met what your expectations were. Maybe you're not as happy as you thought or hoped you'd be. Maybe there's not as much joy, or joy has been elusive, and things that used to sustain you and things that used to give you life or seem to give you less and less happiness, hope, and life. I would encourage you with this. It's probably, or it could be, because you're doing it without your Creator, Jesus, Jesus is the creator. Jesus is the owner's manual. Jesus is the one who wrote, made the world and wrote the rules so that we know best how it works. And some of you think, man, religion is boring or bondage or, you know, or just being here is just religious, but it's not that at all. God sent his son Jesus to be the true light, and he is the creator. And life does not make sense unless you do it his way because he made it. And here's the thing, we're all sinners, we're all broken, we all, according to John 1 here, says we all naturally rebel against our Creator. We don't want to do it His way. We Truthfully, it takes us a while of groping in the darkness, but we really would rather love the darkness than love the light. But God's loved you. God didn't want it to be a mystery to you, and so He sent His Son, the true light. And so we have an opportunity today to acknowledge His help but what we tend to do is reject Jesus. And that's what John chapter 1, verse 11 says. It says, God sent his son Jesus into the world. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. In other words, the world he created rejected him. The people that he chose rejected him. And I suspect that maybe you're here today, and that's been your journey. You've been rejecting him. But let me encourage you, maybe today, and this is, gets to the heart of it, is the miracle of the message. Here's the miracle of the message. Jesus... God in his grace, God in his love, God in his mercy sent us his greatest gift, Jesus. And Jesus gives us an opportunity to become children of God, become heirs of God. John chapter 1, verse 12, the author John, the apostle John writes, this: "says But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. I want to present you an opportunity here this afternoon. The Bible says this, all of those who both receive Christ and believe in him, they have the right to become the children of God. And by the way, I I want to tackle something quickly. Um, Let's be real clear about something that the, the Bible claims... The exclusivity of following Jesus. The Bible's real clear that there's not multiple ways to get to heaven. There's not multiple ways to connect with your creator. The Bible's very clear that it's not just sincere faith that gets you into heaven, but it's believing in the right thing that we would argue is the truth. And the Bible is very clear that Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the exclusive way to becoming an heir, a child of God, And the Apostle John says, for all those who receive and believe in him. To receive and believe is to yield your allegiance. To receive and believe is to trust Jesus and his word completely. To receive and to believe is to acknowledge his claims. And by the way, what is it that Jesus claimed to do and to be? Like, let's be really clear about this. This is really exciting, like, you can't, I don't want you to leave here today and think Christmas is, you know, the twinkly lights and gifts and materialism, it's all that stuff's fantastic, and the reason we do that is the overflow of God's gracious goodness to us. We worship and serve a God who's the best gift giver. He gave us His one and only Son, but who did Jesus claim to be? He claimed to be God in flesh. He, he came, claimed to be the second person of the Trinity. He's not just a good prophet. He's not just a good teacher. He claimed to be Emmanuel, which means God with us. God walked on our planet. In the person and work of Jesus Christ. And by the way, what's his work? What did he do? Well, Jesus lived the perfect life. He, he's the only one that walked the planet that was without sin. He's the only person that didn't deserve the penalty of sin, which is death. And then he substituted himself on the cross. And while he was on the cross, God poured out his wrath and anger because he's a holy God on sin. And so Jesus bore God's wrath for my sin and on your sin in our stead so that we didn't have. To bear it. And then he rose again to both bodily, to to live forever, defeating the consequences of sin and authenticating his claims as being the Messiah, the Savior of all mankind. That's the work of Jesus. And his message is, and his message was, that Jesus is the only way to God. It's not by being good, it's not by trying hard. It's by saying, you know what? I'm a broken sinner, and I need saving. And I believe and I receive the person of Jesus Christ. And John goes on to say, guess what happens for the person that does that? They now have the right to be called the children of God when you believe and receive Christ, man, you're in the family. You have a seat at the table. You get the inheritance promised to the Son. And why is this so? Why do we get to have the rights to be the children of God? Ready for this? Because God said so. That was God's plan. God said so. And this offer is made to anyone. Anyone here today can become a child of God by believing and receiving Jesus Christ. It's not about being born to the right family. It's not about a particular race. It's not about any gender. It's not about having money or not having money. It's not about what political party you vote for. It is anyone who believes and receives Jesus has the right to become the children of God. And the Bible says when that happens we get spiritual rebirth. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us and he takes care of cleaning up our mess. The Bible says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead once we believe and receive now lives inside of us. And so it gives us a fresh start. It doesn't matter where you are today. We, the, the, the God of the Bible is the God of second chances. And we have eternal life when we believe and receive Jesus. We have purpose and hope. Why do we have purpose and hope? Because he's the creator, and when we do things his way, he made for us the best way. He knows how to best live your life, and he promises a life of both abundant and free. And so some of you here today, man, you're in bondage over some words that have been spoken over you in your past, or someone in your past that told you what you thought, what they thought you would be. You you know, the words of like, man, you'll never amount to anything in your life. And those words have held you in bondage. Or maybe you're here today and there's the chains of sin that have defined you. And they no longer need to define you because Jesus Christ is the sin breaker. And some of you are here and you're stuck in your pain. And your pain has defined you. But you can be free from sin because Christ has borne the the pains of sin for us. And you become a child of God. Because here's the deal. You are who God says you are. And when you believe and receive Jesus, you are a child of God. You're an heir to his son, our creator, Jesus Christ. Isn't that great news? And I hope, yes, absolutely. We're going to light our candle in just a moment, but I want to ask you guys a question. How many of you in this room um, have decorated your house with an artificial tree? Raise your hand. You use the artificial tree, all right? You've Fake, fake, fake people. Okay, so, uh, and how many of you all have a live tree? A live tree, right? Yes, I have both, actually. I have one of each. So, um, and we call that thing a live tree. It's not a live tree, actually. It's a dead tree. Did you know that? You cut, we bring that thing home, right? Put it on top of your car and you drive it home. What's the first thing you do? What do you do with it? you you, You cut it, right? After you've cut it, you bring it on. What do you do? You stick it in water, right? And what happens the first day you stick it in water? Soaks all that water up, right? But what happens about the third day? It quits soaking up water, man. I have this big, huge trough of water, and it's been sitting there for about a month now. It's starting to stink, you know? Like, what is that smell? Why is that? Because that tree is dead. And what do we do with the dead tree that's been severed from its roots? We bring it on, we stick it in water, and we decorate it. We put lights on it, and we put a star on top. But, man, no matter how much you decorate that tree, that tree is what? It's dead. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. So it's, uh, it's dead. Why is it dead? It's been severed from its roots. It's been severed from what gives it, li- gives it life. And the roots give it life. Well, guess what? It's the same thing for us. Our sin has separated us from our creator. We've been separated from what gives us life. And you can take your life and you can decorate it and you can focus on fitness and you can focus on stuff and you can focus on being successful and you can even focus on religion. But all of that is just preserving something a little longer that's actually dead, here is what you need this morning. This is what you uh, this afternoon. Here is what you need this Christmas. You need to reconnect with your Creator, so that you can have life and light and hope and joy. Christianity is about a God who came wrapped himself in flesh, paid the penalty of sin that his holy character demands by dying a brutal death and then granting new life to those who believe and receive the incredible gift of grace and forgiveness by the working of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says when we believe and receive the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, guess what, now lives inside of us. And so we're reconnected to our Creator. And so in just a moment, man, I, I just want you to know that it, uh, Christianity is not just external decorations on something that's still dead, but Christianity is worship from a heart that has been made alive by the grace of God alone through faith alone in His Son, Jesus, our Savior. And so my hope, in just a moment, we're going to sing some songs, and we're going to light our candles as we sing these songs. What is the miracle of Christmas? It's the miracle of the message that God intervened at Christmas time so that we might have light, so that we may have hope, so that we may have purpose, and so that we may have life, both abundant and eternal, found in believing and receiving God's Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. So, let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Let me pray. If you're here today and, and you're not yet a follower of Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit's been stirring on you as we're talking, as we've been singing, you're like, you know what? I, I need that life. Life hasn't quite had the expectations. I, I want to connect with my Creator. I want to give you an opportunity. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. It's, it's not magical. Man. It's an opportunity to do business with Almighty God. wouldn't it be something, man, if Christmas Eve was the day that you reconnected with your Creator by believing and receiving Jesus. You can follow along and pray in your heart and mind with me. Heavenly Father, today I acknowledge that man, I've been doing things my own way, and I'm, I've been left empty, I've been, I've been left wanting, and, and the truth is I've rebelled against you, my Creator. I've rejected and neglected your Son, Jesus Christ. But today, God's a fresh start. Today, I confess that I have a need. I need your forgiveness of sin. I need the hope that you give. Today, I understand that you sent your son, Jesus. He lived the life I couldn't. He died in my place, and he rose again to both defeat the consequence of sin, to give me eternal life, and to authenticate his claims as the very son of God. Today, I believe And Jesus is my savior. And I receive him as the boss of my life. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to call the ushers forward. We're going to stand. We're going to sing one of my favorite Christmas songs. As they come forward, let's stand together. Let's sing together. As we sing together, I want you to hold this candle. And I want it to be a visual reminder to you that Jesus Christ, he is the true light. He is our hope. He is our savior. He reconnects us with our creator. Let's stand and sing together.
2: Holy night, Son of God, love's pure love. Does the Father truly love us? He does. Does the Spirit move among us?
0: He does.
2: And does Jesus, our Messiah, move forever those He loves? He does. Does our God intend to dwell again with us? Is anyone worthy? Is anyone worthy? Is anyone more? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the soul? away with this song.
1: Is he worthy? He is. Amen. All right. Do me a favor. Cup your hand behind it. Blow it out. And uh, I want to tell you on behalf of myself and uh, the leaders of Coastal, the elders of Coastal, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And uh, I'm going to close this with prayer, and then you're dismissed. We have a worthy God, don't we? Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you so much, Heavenly Father, for sending us your greatest gift. You're the greatest gift giver. You gave us your one and only son that we could reconnect with you. Even though sin severed the root, God, you intervened on our behalf sent your son that we may have life abundant and life eternal. And we are so grateful for Jesus. And you, oh Heavenly Father, are worthy of our praise, our honor, and our glory. And so we thank you for Christmas time. It reminds us of your goodness to us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Merry Christmas. You're dismissed.